This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast on a big Tuesday. It's Cheap Heat coming to you from New York City. Actually, let me start in Philadelphia where you have the physically strong stack guy, Greg. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Today, the physically tight t-shirted at stack guy, Greg. What is that? Like, uh, <laughs> tight blue crew neck tee. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't emphasize the physically largeness. Mm, it de-emphasizes. Oh if no no! It em- like you want it to emphasize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. You're trying to emphasize I need the, the largeness. To know that I'm that I'm physically large. That's right. Um, joining us from New York City, the physically Tribeca Film Festivaling, Brian Dipperstein. I'm just looking out. At, first of all, I've, I've entered the Rosenberg Circus for the last four days. Oh, you've been in it. Yeah, I'm in this. I mean, I, oh. I see the circus. That is this man's life. It's, they, there's, it, it's, it's con- there's something happening at all times. He's like, how many a, clowns in this circus? He, he's Barnum and Ballystein is what he is. Barnum and Ballyberg. Well, it's really an animal driven circus. It's not like there are many tricks. There are just animals <laughs> everywhere. But the, the regiment, the, the hours, the, you know, I, now I see why he's like five minutes late for everything. There's a lot happening. here. There's always something going on. 
There's the there's the the Natalie's coming and going. There's a there's a I'll tell you what it is. A lot of it it has to do with plugging things in oh. and plugging things out. If if Dipperstein had been tasked with the plugging that just happened with a gun to his head, there'd be a dead. R.I.P. Dip. Yeah, yeah. R- rip dip. I'm I'm, I'm, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm right. seeing I'm seeing things. I don't even know where they're plugged into. They're just being they're hidden around a corner, and there's there's another surge protector. There's if there if there's going to be another New York City blackout, it's going to happen because of this room I'm, st- <laughs> I'm sitting in right now. I've never seen anything like this. By the way, that allegedly part is, allegedly there's there's, there's maybe yeah. say, hundreds of wires in this room just zigzagged. And I will say the number one gift someone could give me if someone wanted to do something nice for me, and they said I I got you a guy. He's going to come over to your house for three hours, and when he leaves, the wires will be, like, perfect. The, everything will be, like, somehow done. I've tried to make this better, and there are periods when it gets a little better, but I'm not capable of coming up with whatever the system would be with this many wires to make it work. It's, like, it's, the, it's sort of the bane of my existence, but I have nine different shows. I got I have a TV operation, podcast operation, radio <laughs> show operation. It's just a lot happening here. I you know what I need to do? I need to do what Sam Roberts did and move to Westchester and make a monstrous studio in my house. Yeah. yeah. Sam has a full TV studio and it's like not yeah. a big deal. It's just it's his entire basement. It's an it's I know. I was invited last time I was in Westchester. I'm going to have to go next time and and talk about uh, wrestling, which by the way is great. Oh, wrestling is great. We and and Sam loves to I don't even know this. He loves to talk does about Does he lo- does he watch it too? That's right, my friends. My bad. That's my bad. Not Sam. Not Sam. That's my. That's my uh, evil Sam. It's evil Sam. So everyone, welcome aboard. A lot to talk about on this week's program with Dipperstein in New York. Very very exciting times. We were actually able to consume Monday Night Raw together last night. He. I don't. He's an. Uh, Rosenberg. I haven't watched live wrestling with in a very long time. He's. He's. A, he. It's interesting. Um. What he chooses to fast forward through and skip through. Well, last night was weird. I had to keep catching up because then I had to go to the NBA Finals. So it was a little bit. It was. I, I can't be fully judged in my wrestling watching yesterday because I had to also be up on the NBA Finals for today as well. I couldn't miss. I couldn't just be so locked in to a the Matt Riddle match that I missed. You know, if Miami had somehow done the impossible, which they didn't do. What did I fast forward through that you were surprised by? Well, I I fast when I'm fast forwarding and I need to watch something quickly. I usually fast forward through the matches. You fast forward <laughs> through everything in between. No, not everything in between. What are the things that are in between? The backstage segments. But which backstage segments? It depends on what I'm seeing. You know, you, you have the foresight to know this is going to be a schmageggy backstage segment, and you just you. Click, I get click, it wrong. Click. I'm sure sometimes, but sometimes I get it right. I mean, I'm not going to go through a. You miss the carrying cross, big red. You know, puff I, of smoke. I did a few times. Well, that wasn't during a backstage though. That was during a match that I thought was that's true, unnecessary. That's true. But we did discover. But guess what? I did stop and say, "Did you just notice this?" Maybe the most important thing that we're not talking about in pro wrestling today. Everyone, pay attention. Tag team championship. Oh, by the way, there's no P there either. Championship. That was it. Introducing the challengers, representing Imperia. Wait for it. The team of Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> we have to be talking about that. Oh, Ludwig yeah. Kaiser. People have been talking about that. They have been? Yeah, I, listen. I, so I've been sleeping on it. During the draft, when Imperium was drafted to Monday Night Raw, it was almost everybody I saw online was just like, no, Samantha Irvin, 
better be going with them because nobody does those introductions like she does it for them. You have to hear how she adds uh, the sauce for Giovanni Vinci too. He doesn't get left out of the sauce. Oh, what does he, he get? What, no, what does Giovanni yeah, what Vinci does he get? get? I can't. I can't. Vinci. I can't do it. I, do, I can't it do, do it. Do it. SGG. You can do gets, it. She gets in her bag for Giovanni Vinci. And you might have also missed how she does Chelsea Green. She does like a little Valley Girl uh, impression for Chelsea Green. Like people get these mage little custom nods to their character in her introductions that. Really? Is this a thing? You can't do it without. I, yeah, I have not. I, well, I. I, I let, me, let me comment. I, I, I think they're interesting. This one, of course. I just want to know why are Gunta, Gunta, and Ludwig Kaiser? Why are they so? Di- what, they must not relate well, at all. These are two people who cannot spend time no, together no, no, on no. the weekend. The, the, the way that she says Ludwig Kaiser is because he's like kind of a sneaky. He's right. sneaky. Yeah, yeah, I it's hear true. You. Okay, I get it. Yeah, he's a sneaky guy on that outside of that ring. Imperium, <laughs> the team of Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> Between that and the fact that when uh, when they when they shout when they do their own intro for Gunta, I still don't understand what they're saying. They're saying ring general, yeah, but that, without any of the vowels. <laughs> That's how they say it. <laughs> um. Anyways, welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it is another week in the world in the wacky world of professional wrestling. Was there any mage news this week, SGG? It's been a long week. I don't remember. We Not, well, well, Iron Sheik passed away between yes, our last Tuesday episode and this week, but I did, a, of course, a whole thing about him on Friday. But that, that if you only listen to go on Tuesday, check it out too. Like, I don't think I don't think we could touch that. You know, we can say R.I.P. Iron Sheik, uh, but I don't think we could touch what you MVP. Well, MVP, you know, he's got his. He loves his uh, the gimmick man. I I love his story. That you got to go back and re-listen I to will. it. He's told it before. Dip never listened to a Friday. He's he will never yeah, no. listen to a Friday. It, the, I want to say something about Dipper Steen right now. He only listens to episodes he's on. It <laughs> and actually only, makes, and only comments on his. Wait, wait. If you really want to, if you really want to know the difference between when you're looking at your teammates, you got to sit back at, mm-hmm. and, and as a quarterback in this case and look at your teammates. I have Stack Guy Greg who listens to every episode he's not on. I imagine you don't listen to the ones you do. No, I never listen when I'm on. I'm here. We did it. We lived it. We, we did it. We, yeah. Dipperstein only listens to the ones that he's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I, He'll be like, I heard the episode last week. I, I, my microphone was slightly off. I'm like, oh, did you hear? I inter- I had a, a, a triple interview. It was me, Cody, and Vince. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get to it next week. As soon as I get to it, I, I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you my feedback. I love the sound of my voice. What can I, I say? Oh, believe me. We all know. You uh, love the sound. Ludwig, Brian. D- By the way, you should, get a, you should get a sneaky Hollywood agent sound for your... <laughs> Uh, we'll have her do it as a drop. You know, what, you know what we should do? I should try to get her to do intros for the show. Yes. We must do that. That we may I mean Yeah. Well, actually, I should be honored and do it in two seconds. I have what a pretty, do you know that? I, have a pretty major major to I do met it. her. I know she'll be honored. You got the vibe in eight seconds. They're like, she's the kind of person who would love to give away her work for free. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you I have a pretty major one. I mean the 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 current universal champion. Longest reigning world champion in the modern era just crossed a thousand days. 
says, shout out to that guy, Greg, in the intro of every episode. I mean, I don't know if it could get better than that, but a custom it, it team can't. one from from uh, Samantha Irving, I think, would be awesome. It, it, it can't. That was one of the better things I've ever done for any friend in my life was asking uh, Roman to give you a shout out. And now it lives on forever. Yeah. We'll, we'll did I ask die. him to give him the shout out or did you just do it because I pl- put you over to him? Yes. He, you, you were like, I how put you over how, how big a fan you are. I loved him. And he went, well, shout out to that guy, Greg. And this was pre-tribal chief, too. Oh, so, wait, so this wait, is pre-tribal. This is when he wasn't getting that many compliments. <laughs> Which is how I got the shout out. <laughs> right. He he was shouting out everybody who supported him at that time. And it it, it, it was just you. Um so yeah, is there besides the passion of the great Sheiky baby, and Dip and I did have some fun going down the Sheik rabbit hole on Howard Stern on YouTube. Not something we could play on this podcast. I tried last he week. He did. I tried on <laughs> By the way, did work. any did any of it make it? SGG did, that he didn't listen. Did tr- Every Detroit. every third word it was it was bleep bleep you are bleep iron bleep Troy how long Troy how so when Troy when you sent that over to legal what was their response you know just between us they uh, took a very long time in responding so I just kind of published it so you went rogue and we just bleeped everything out instead I went I went rogue and and made the decision to bleep what needed to be bleeped bleep every word. Listen, yeah, that, was, was, that was the perfect decision. It played perfectly. It was hilarious. Oh, good. <laughs> it was hilarious. He, yeah, Shiki, Shiki Baby was not uh, not PC. Um, no. Dipperstein. Uh, Shiki and Artie. The, yeah, no, Artie. The real Artie Iron Sheik. The, <laughs> the real, real Iron Sheik. Uh, Dipperstein, what, what to you? Has there been anything you've been clamoring to talk about this week in uh, professional wrestling? I did, we haven't talked about how much sushi we've eaten this week. Well, no, no, that's not in the world of professional, professional wrestling, wrestling, though. Well, I'm did, sick from. Did I think Dip I'm consume sick. any of the, the the podcast that I know Ariel and Eric Bischoff did a podcast that recently dropped? There was a Eric Rubin I, well, and Paul I have, Heyman. I have, yeah. I have a question. Was Dip on that podcast? Oh, so then, yeah. He and did I not think hear. I know my answer to the. Yeah, and by the, the way, I mean, I saw that Bischoff went on with Ariel and did Bischoff things, which is bury every single person alive. His favorite thing to do. You know what? Eric Bischoff's the man. Okay. I, I, I hear you. That's great. I, I, I that doesn't mean he gets carte blanche. Like, listen, he, who is he burying? Who's he burying? He buried Punk. He buried AEW. He buried yeah. Tony Khan. He buried, yeah. I mean, it was the whole thing. He, I mean, he's all, I mean, he was on. I don't. Yeah. I didn't disagree with the substance of what he was saying, though. I mean, say. me. I'm not saying I disagree with every word that he said, but what I'm saying is this is what Eric does at this point. I mean, like Eric is especially when people make the comparison to WCW. He goes into full burial mode. I, we I mean, can't he, say that's an objective answer. I'm sorry. He did say he did say he liked Tony Khan and he's a nice guy. Right. He met him. Confirmed nice guy. So, yeah. Wasn't a full burial. Right. I mean, you throw in the nice guy. I don't know if that changes the level of. He basically said AEW is not a serious thing. It's a hobby. Yeah, he did say that. And they have all the money in the world. Well, with all due respect, Eric, the last time I checked. Uh, it was Ted Turner's hobby, and you guys had all the money in the world. No, it's true, but that's the, that's the point, though, right? That's that's part of the point. Is that like that's only pieces of the thing that's gonna make them successful. And like he, they, the AEW does have other pieces, like they have the veterans in the locker room and things like that. But you just you just gotta be able to use them correctly. And we all agree there. We all agree there are problems there. And I'm again, I'm not saying I disagree with everything Eric said. My point is though, while it's a great it's a great bit of content and it's enjoyable. 
Do you think the fairest person to ask about the comp between AEW and WCW is Eric Bischoff? Not necessarily, but then the guy whose podcast is named 83 weeks to celebrate his winning. He's been living off the 83 weeks for 83 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. And, That's and the name way, of his podcast? Yes. Ugh. You didn't know that? No. It's his entire... Well, like, Dip's uh, never been on it. Dip's never been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. When, oh, when, no. when, next, when you do an interview, you listen to it, you'll hear. It's 83 weeks. And by the way, it's good. Eric's really good and really smart. And I, I like Eric. I, I'm just saying, of course, he's always going to be like, no, there's no comparison. But I'll tell you one thing, and he's right. At the, at the peak of WCW, I highly doubt AEW will ever come close to matching what he was doing. But I will tell you, some of the bad moments at AEW sure remind me of WCW. <laughs> so, like, I, I won't the, the worst of AEW each is out, similar. But but it's like, they, they have the pieces. It's just about using them correctly, honestly. Like, they have the right veterans. They have the strong roster. They have, they have everything. They have the money. There's no threat of them going anywhere because they have the money and the person controlling the purse is the person who is well, heavily that, that, involved in it. There, that's you not just true, though. Put all those pieces together correctly, but that that's not true though because there is the threat of them going somewhere with regard to TV. No matter how much money you have, you have to rate. So they yeah. could lose their TV deal. That they don't they don't have forever. If numbers dwindle, they 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 won't be around forever. Um, I can't no, imagine Turner's going to. But they have they everything. Pop up somewhere they have everything they need to turn it around. Literally right now, if they want to like, not, they don't need a hard reset, but like. Just subtle tweaks and shit to to turn it around. They have all the. But, I, but I'm hold, not hold on. But but so did Eric. I mean, Eric signed Hulk Hogan at the hottest time ever, and it was a total flop until they found it. And yeah, they no, found but it. it was it wasn't Hogan's hottest time ever, and it wasn't WCW's hottest time ever either. Though Eric signed Hogan when they were both at a low, and they were they were going to okay, stay okay, there. It, until, it wasn't '88 Hulk Hogan, but the idea of signing at the time the most famous person in the business could have been more impactful than it was when he opened a pasta restaurant and showed up in the you know, and they were having major events in Mall of America. Yeah. I'm just saying it took them getting to NWO before it mattered. And no, that's mattered. That, but that, but that's my point though, right? It wasn't because they signed Hogan, they signed Savage, they bought back Luger, they had Sting, they had Flair. They had Vader. They had Rick Rude. It wasn't just having the pieces. It was how you use the pieces. So, like, yes, they had Hogan and all these pieces, but until they put it together with the NWO, that's when it got hot. And then, even then, it's sustaining that and still knowing how to use the pieces because then until they let NWO yes. and all these people run roughshod and then do what they want to do versus looking at the big picture. And they, it's like they built this big successful thing and then when it got to the highest point, they were determined to take it down themselves brick by brick. And then that's what they did. I, listen, I, I agree. We're not really disagreeing about that much, except, except I'm saying what Eric's saying is loaded. And Eric had a period where it wasn't good. And then he mm-hmm. had a period where he completely lost control and it fell apart again. So he had I, a window that was amazing. And yeah. AEW has the chance to do the same thing. Yeah, uh, and I maybe, agree that maybe, it's loaded. I just, I just don't think that that necessarily means that it's wrong or like. No, no, I, I, I agree. Wow, I, I agreed. I agree with some of it. I've just heard him. I guess I just, I knew that. Let me put it this way: when I saw Ariel post the clip, I hit play. It was one of those things. I know what I'm going to get here. <laughs> I'm going to hit play. I enjoyed it, and I moved on. But I knew what I was going to get from Eric on that subject, and he loves going after punk. Um, you can't I disagree with the punk stuff though, too. But I'll let Dip, Dip hasn't chimed in. I'll let Dip jump in here. 
I mean, it's the idea of AEW figuring out what their NWO story is is a really interesting subject matter. It is to talk about because you're in a place you have AEW which has talent out the wazoo. Oh, the wazoo episode. There's was they're wazooing and wazooing. Yeah, tons of talent. wazoos. Okay, overflowing with with, oh, with wazoos. You can't stop wazooing. Yeah, <laughs> they can't shove one more wazoo in the door. But, but. They are not using these pieces correctly. Yeah. And so oftentimes. And so what, I- what type of, of who's going to be the – I mean, a lot of people claim to have invented the NWO. Um, Eric Bischoff sort of claims to have invented the NWO. Uh, Hall and Nash claim to have in some capacity have invented the NWO. Um, you know you know who else has said this a lot? Who? Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> I wish we had the drop. We got to do it next week. Next week. Um, There's a lot of people that have, you know, uh, said that they've invented the NWO concept. Who is going to come up with that concept for AW? Is like, you know, um, the last couple of years have shown us that it's probably not going to be Tony Khan, even though I think Tony Khan is a brilliant. He he really is a brilliant wrestling mind. Henry conversation. I've had numerous (laughs) conversations with him about wrestling. He knows literally everything. Well, there's a difference between knowing everything and being able to. I will tell the. I will do right. a show. I will tell the. And that's right. where the, the, the brilliance would come but, in. Is being but he knows everything. He, he has the knowledge and is capable of it. It's just about. But who, knowledge isn't capable. Right. You didn't let me finish my sentence. <laughs> right. I know. I know. But you have the knowledge. And Shoemaker has knowledge. And everyone we know has. And Andrew Goldstein has. We know lots of people with knowledge. Don't give me the pencil because I will, I will give. I'll produce probably the worst show you've yeah, ever by the seen. Way, by the way, you know, notice I didn't even leave. I didn't even include you in the conversation because I know what that show would be. I would just be. It would just rename the show Roman. And then that would be the name of the show. And it goes on for 50 years until <laughs> it, Roman dies in the ring as an old man with the title in his hand. And still doesn't lose the title. He falls on top of his opponent, gets a three count, and still goes over. One thing I would have done that they did do was create a new title for everybody else to have so that Roman could keep. Yeah, Uh, you're going to create another new title? How many new titles? I mean, let me tell you, this this title maker, his hands must be gushing with blood and there's cuts and bruises all over them. No, just just his title making hand. His other hand is counting. I'll put put it to you this way, okay? You have a man named Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've heard of him. He is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. We're aware of that. Yeah, sure. It does still feel like that is the most important belt in the company, despite the hundreds and hundreds of of Schmageggy belts that they have, okay? Correct. He seemingly is never going to lose that belt. He is the Roman Reigns at the moment of of AEW. Why not sort of fashion some storyline where there's a double turn, Max turns babyface, and you have this heel stable of legends or not legends mixed with current roster wrestlers who have to form some sort of faction to take down MJF. And it's not the pillars and it's not, you know, just a tag team and it's not, you know, the elite who is going to be that, that, that wrestler, you know, who comes back and forms some group to really take him down. And I hope it's not CM Punk. Can I say something? Yeah. I I think that, they had the chance. Are you going to say, hey, Dipper I think you're onto something. <laughs> no. Is that what no, you're going to say? Uh, no. You, you, you got to wait for it. You got to wait for it. I think they had the chance to do that last year, and they might have missed their window. Because if you remember when he lost to Wardlow and he came out and cut that promo that everybody was talking about, the piece of the promo that everybody ran with was him calling Tony Khan a fucking mark. But before that, he Which set up the hottest moment the company ever been, had. Yeah. What, what I thought could have been a really good rivalry. And like something that set himself up as a 
as a face of AEW and really like strengthened the AEW, showed the strength of the AEW roster and their homegrown talent because he mentioned bringing in all these ex WWE guys and putting them ahead of him. Yeah, but that you, and that should have rolled right into a feud with Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, this person, and then all these other ex WWE guys who are not necessarily affiliated, but MJF running through them one by one by one on his way to the championship would have solidified him, I think, much more than just giving him the championship after Punk and Mox and all that. But you're, you're you know, thinking like short term. It. You're thinking like, I mean, yes, that's a good idea. I would have loved to have seen that. But you're thinking like a short term thing. I'm talking about, and I'm, I'm talking about literally mimicking the NWO, is Tony, would Tony Khan take a gigantic amount of money, inordinate amount of money, and take three guys from WWE who are extremely meaningful and big time players? Would he take, you know, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles and bring them in in black and white t-shirts. I'm, I'm saying figuratively. Bring them in in black and white t-shirts to take down a babyface MJF champion and who's I'm, been the and champion I'm saying, for two years. I'm saying that he doesn't need to do that because, remember, Adam wouldn't Cole everyone and Daniel Bryan debuted the next day? 30 seconds after each other. And then CM Punk was, I forget if he was there already or if he came right behind them. You don't need to put them together. Just put the pieces in play and let him knock it down. Because if sure, Tony, but we're talking if about Tony Khan things. does that, if Tony Khan does that, then it's two on the nose and he gets knocked for as brilliant as his mind is, not having an original idea versus I, stacking up these people and letting MJF run through them and be able to say, like, I have an eye for talent. Look at what this homegrown talent is doing against these industry legends who have supposedly been at the top and realized that at the top of the mountain is this guy who's been here. And then you crown him, and then your championship means something, and you have a, you have the title making the man, or the or the man making the title rather, in a way but that that's makes still the not title a culture shifting. Yeah, no, but I'm talking, Dip's talking about a, a Dip's talking about a culture shifting moment. I'm, I'm not, not a about, slow build, not a slow right. build to having a good company. He's talking about what could the thing be that gets everyone to go, oh my god, I have to see this now. Yeah, WCW Punk, Punk w- debuted. They did it. He squandered it. No. WCW was in big trouble before the NWO happened. You had, you know, they, they were trying everything. They were pulling out all the stops to try to to try to pop a rating with the or, or try to, you know, build stars or whatever with the, you know, the, the the Dungeon of Doom. And they brought in the giant. They brought in all these people who were, you know, Hogan, Savage, Brett. Hogan. Yes. I don't yeah, think brought, I don't think Dungeon of Doom and the giant belong. On the but that was the that was the Hogan A storyline before NWO for, for a very long period of time. And by but the way, at the time good, at the time. But I was horrible. But at the time, I loved it when I was a kid. <laughs> I did too. Um, I'm gonna lie. I, I thought it was too. awesome. I loved what they did. When, they did, the, when they did the t- Savage and Hogan against the eight, like yeah, I mean, this was 1995. I, don't know what you call them. I was, was just like eight creepy dudes in the in the cage. I was eight years old. Okay, 1995. I did not know that was beefcake. Okay, all I knew is Kamala was sit, was 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 walking around with a guy that looked exactly like Earthquake. <laughs> and uh but, but none of it worked is the point no none of it worked and then you had like peter just said this culture shifting moment where the some of the biggest if not the biggest stars in wwf changed uh, uh changed course came to wcw and, and changed the game and everything was changed and of course that be, that's the that's the time that we were in we were entering the the, the attitude era and, and it was attitude versus attitude and that's that's all good and plenty attitude but, galore yeah but your idea, SUG, is a great idea. I wish they would have done that. That that would have been for sure a game changer. It would have probably changed the entire course of the company from a you know an AEW at the time. However, 
and I'm not saying do exactly what I said, but something that is really impactful where you just people's jaws just drop to the floor. And the CM Punk thing, I guess, is and isn't. He was he was a free agent at the time. He hadn't wrestled in a really long time. Everyone was like, is he going to come? Is he not going to come? No one expected Razor Ramon at Diesel and Hulk Hogan or Razor Ramon and Diesel to show up and, and uh, take over WCW. No one knew. And it was a different time. There was no there was dirt sheets, but there was no social media and no one really knew about contracts expiring. And- well, to that point, it, now it would probably be we're kind of looking at like, who are the wrestlers? Maybe it is the Logan Paul or Pat McAfee equivalent that you would be getting yeah. to change the culture. There. Sure. That's a good point. It too, could with be the contracts. Right. Because back then. I think they could just leave. They could be like, you know what? I'm not doing it. And then just show up next week. Now, now when, when that 90 day window happens, it's like, yeah, hmm, it's this TikTok, person's been TikTok. missing like a yeah. Drew McIntyre, right? Drew's been missing. Is he going to pop up here or there? Like you sort of start to expect it. Um, I forgot. If Drew's been what, missing. We've been yeah. talking about, well, not even we, I've been speculating about a punk versus the elite. And that being sure, like but, a big but, thing that could get eyes on it. What if a punk, joining forces with the elite is the thing that they need and like make sure. them work together. Like nobody would, nobody would really see that coming. Well, SGG, are we, are, are you like, you're having our Dipperstein like ideas right now. But you think that sounds Dipperstein esque. <laughs> yes. That would be a great idea. Yeah, I would never, love it. It would never happen, but let me tell you, it's what should happen. It's a, it's a genius idea. Well, if CM Punk, you think he's going to confront like, okay, let, let's just back up real quick. MJF is the world heavyweight champion. He's mm-hmm. unbeatable. He's the ultimate heel. He's a he's a he's a terrible guy. Okay. Nothing can stop him. Kenny, he finishes this. He's gonna be he's Adam Cole is never taking the title from MJF. So they <laughs> no, finish this, and I love they finish, Adam Cole, but they finish this storyline and that's that. And it's great, by the way. We love Adam Cole. We know Greg, we know you love you love Adam Cole. They finish this program. I do love Adam Cole. MJF is seemingly unbeatable. You have his next challenger is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega confronts him in the ring with with you know with the elite, and you know they they have their they start this feud or whatever. At some point during the feud or at the beginning of the feud or even at the end, you have CM Punk come and you don't you're not sure you know he's gonna he's gonna confront Kenny. Is he gonna is he gonna join forces back with with MJF? You don't know what's gonna happen. You you are you're convinced how in a, in a million years how could he ever join the elite the people that are his 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 enemies his blood feud enemies and he kicks MJF in the nuts and he joins the elite I mean that would be the moment of the cinch and their babyface and MJF is heel or do a double turn CM Punk and the and the elite are heels MJF is the babyface. You're, that's a game-changing storyline. Yeah, I mean, Freda, you I, want I, ratings? And, that's and that, how you that's do it. I, I think you guys are skipping steps, though, that are like more yeah, obvious sure. and right in front of us. I mean, it, it should be, instead of I'm sure we are. In, and this speaks to the biggest problem. Tony is creating a new show for CM Punk. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that, but go ahead, go ahead, Pete. This should be CM Punk versus the Elite. The storyline should be mimicking real life. It should all be included. Oh, for sure. It should all play out over six months. Lines should be drawn. Factions should be started. People should come out of the woodwork who also hate the elite and side with punk. This could be them leaning into the real life part of it. Of course. Instead of this, 
I don't know how they're not able to get control of it. I know at first they're like, oh, lawsuits and this. We can't say anything. No, no mention. Blah, blah, blah. That has to get figured out, and it has to become part of the story immediately, and that could immediately be impactful. Agreed. And that's what I was going to say, too, is that they have collision, right? And it could be a situation where Punk is on collision, doing exactly what you said, and then the elite is on dynamite. And then because MJF is a champion, he's sort of floating in between them. And then it finally comes to a point where it's like, no, you need to figure out where you want to be. And then when MJF is on collision, the elite invades. And that's when they, that's what they do with Dip did, which is you think a, a war is about to break out. And then really, they are all attacking MJF. You could change the entire course of the company in one year just by using Kenny Omega, CM Punk, and MJF as, as, you know, as the A storyline. And eventually it all leads up to a triple threat between the three of them. And, and, you know, in, in some year, you know, in some year long feud and you could change the, you could, that would change everything. Yep. That's that. Listen, all, there's a lot there that could be effective and could get done. And this thing could be awesome. Um, now, SGG, you, I know one person that can change the course of, who's that? You know, me? no, Ludwig Kaiser. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I didn't that I didn't react to that way. I should have. There's, there's, next there's, next w- week I'll have it exactly ready. Hold on. Here's the, here's the guy right here. Yeah, maybe maybe he is. He's the, one. the guy. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. SGG, you wanted, you told me offline that you wanted to uh, respond to what I said about your AEW fanship or lack thereof on the Friday something episode. Yes. The floor is yours. Now listen. It definitely is lack thereof, right? I don't love it as much as Dip does or as much as it seems to be loved online. But I, the characterization, right? The part that I was just like, oh, I have to respond to this was when you said, I don't think he's ever sat down to watch a pay-per-view. I took that as a slap in the face. Oh, my God. Because I took that as a slap in the face. <laughs> because the day after my wedding, do you remember how... We spent me, you, Dip, and and Jew World Order, and 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 some some of my groomsmen. But this yes. is when AEW was at its hottest, Greg. But no, Dip, you can't say I don't think he's ever sat down to watch a pay per view when we. Spent I did sit down with him once. Sig- when we spent <laughs> significant, we spent time. I could have been doing anything in the world. Well, not really. You could have done anything in, that you could have done in that resort at that time. <laughs> right. But still, <laughs> but still, but still, we sat down, we watched the pay-per-view together. And it was like nine hours. I left. It was, it was a long, it was a long pay-per-view. But to say that to then to to give me no credibility in whatever I have to say about AEW, to just completely wipe it away, to then turn you around very little and AEW then say 
the same thing that I had said and make the same points that I had said, just just a slap in the face. I think you could have got there without bringing up me or Dip. You could have just said I watched and this is what I think without trying to. But bring I, up it's me hard or Dip. for me. It's hard for me because I was expressing a real feeling that I have regularly, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe my perspective is off. But I regularly, I think, hear you dismiss certain things that I think are better than you're giving credit for. And then I hear Dip wax poetic on every match with a few high spots as you don't see wrestling like this on planet Earth. And I fall somewhere in the middle. And I enjoy things. I don't enjoy things. So I apologize that I overstated it. But I will tell you, let me say this. I didn't get a mailbox full of listeners going, how dare you represent SGG in that way? I think I represent because no, they the don't way know, they, right? Like, like well, I, I, don't, think, I think that's how they I think that's how you generally present yourself on the podcast. Right. Because here's why, right? Whenever AEW comes up, and it's not just on the podcast, right? It's like on Twitter, on Discord, if you're having a face-to-face conversation with someone, or I'll say this in my experience, if you're having a face-to-face conversation with someone, if it's over text, it veers away from the opinion to whether or not somebody's qualified to even have the opinion. And then in, in my case, that somebody is me, right? Like, so, so then before I even get to state the observation or opinion that I have, then I have to argue about whether or not I'm qualified to have the opinion, take a pop quiz, you know, recite hope history, submit an essay, and then we get to the opinion. And by that point, it's it's exhausting, so I don't feel the need but to. But we come don't do, but that, but we don't do that on this show. Like I, I I gave you my version of how I think you consume the show, but it's not like when you give an opinion, Dip or I has ever been like, "Hey, dude, you don't watch enough to weigh in on this." That's Twitter. I think that's kind of social media affecting you more than the the show. Hey, Peter, no, Dip, you, Dip said it. It happens here. I may have said it, Peter. <laughs> Peter, you, you see Peter, thirty you therapists. It. Give one to SGG. Yeah, it's true. Do you want to borrow one of my therapists to talk through this? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what uh, from the SmackDown, I'm trying to remember now what the latest was on the bloodline from this past Friday, SGG. Jay Uso was given a choice. He was told first he was told that uh he was told by Heyman that he's being groomed to be the next tribal chief. Oh yes, Heyman went deep into the you are the heir apparent. I didn't love that. Yeah. It didn't seem real. It, it, I, I, you know it what? It didn't seem real because it's not, though. Like he's definitely right. he's being played. He's it's yeah, was, maybe maybe it's too did, obvious. Oh yeah, so maybe it's just there was a little. Paul, I know you're. I know like it is a sin to ever be critical of anything Paul does on TV because he's Paul Heyman and he's one of the greatest to ever do it. But if I were to be critical about one piece of the Paul character, it is so on the nose at time, at times that like things like that can feel, even for the story, a little overdone. Mm-hmm. Like that did feel like. Wouldn't Jay be like? Really, dude? Or maybe Jay is like that because Jay had no interest in listening to him, but he was affected by it. He did sort of believe it. He, I don't know yeah, if he for, believed for, it for a second. He, he, he's like, look, if they're going to throw these opportunities at me, I'm going to take them. Like, he accepted the U.S. championship match. Right. But he didn't say, like, oh, I'm in, even as he True. competed for and the he match. Shake, and he wouldn't shake Heyman's hand. No, he wouldn't. And then, And then when the match finally comes around... Both Jimmy and Solo get involved, um, costing him the match. He eats a super kick. And even then, that wasn't enough for him to stand with Heyman and Solo. He still went on his own. So, you know, I think But not with his brother. Yeah, not with either brother, though, right? He didn't he didn't leave, he didn't go with Jimmy. He didn't accept Jimmy's apology, which came 
in the instant. And uh, he didn't stand with Solo and Heyman. So would it would it have been less obvious and a little more nuanced though if Heyman had been like, "Hey, let's have a real conversation here. I believe that you're in a really critical time in your life, and I think you making the right decision here could really set you up to have a future to be the next one." What, Instead of making it this big, what he should have done, it's done. It's written in stone. Like mm-hmm. you are that. It was like, what? yeah, that was All lazy. What they he should have done is sat him down in the back. Yes, and said, and I'm, "I'm Paul Heyman. I have built these stars. I have done. I see it in you. I right. I believe in you. You're the next guy." I've spoken to the tribal chief, and he does too. Or don't bring it up with him yourself. Don't, yeah. you, you shouldn't bring it up with him. But trust right. me, I've talked to him. Yeah, I, these I, could be you. And he names I. You know, I birth this this one and that, and one, and that one. one, and then and I I and then that could lead to other stuff if they wanted to. They could either ignore that conversation later, or Roman could come back to back to that and be like, "I know you told Jay this, that, and the next." You're, yeah, or you're, even, or even we could see that Heyman's being sneaky, right? He could just say. Call Roman Reigns after Jay leaves the room and be right. like he's he's buying it, my tribal he's, chief. Like exactly. he's back in. So, like yeah, just a little more nuance there would have been. I think they could add a little yeah, more. It was a lazy throw because they are effect. moving slow. Like it's not like they're not using any nuance with the story. This story is literally a week by week. Like they're pushing the piece half yeah. an inch. We get each a sen- week. we get a sentence of the story oh, yeah. every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> this true. is like if you like. It's so funny that it's like it's the A storyline, but the way wrestling shows are done, your A storyline still is only getting you ten minutes a week, right? Like imagine if Game of Thrones advanced that little every episode. But that's it. We made it from that far. Um, so I still am not sure then what the match will end up being. No, do me you, either. Do you guys have any stronger feeling on what the Bloodline match will be at Money in the Bank? Usos versus. No, I don't. No, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was waiting to hear it. I don't either. It depends on Jay, and that's the. That's the interesting thing, right? Is like it'll be the whole bloodline versus Dominic Mysterio. Mitch, don't don't dip. Don't you think it's time if you were a part of the bloodline, you would pull them aside and have a conversation about the super kick? This thing is out of control. It's yeah. a danger. They're kicking. it's never landing on the person it's supposed to land on. You're <laughs> well, kicking no, each, each other's heads off. Jimmy landed his super kick where it was supposed to land. Um, that is true. In Saudi. He did. He did. Did not miss his target there. Now, speaking of Dominic Mysterio, I do want to say I, I got an email last week from someone who was at Raw a week or two ago and wanted to let me know that, in their opinion, from being at the show, nothing is being done with regard to changing the audio around Dom. He said it is literally the loudest booze he'd ever heard in a WWE show by far. Mm, wow. That that was just one cheap heat listener, but Good that was the, that was the experience that they that they had. You know what I love about that though now is that like because it's happened every week, every new city is gonna cheap take it like a challenge. Like correct. Uh, <laughs> now, well now it's now they're in good shape. Now that's yeah. gonna be definitely it's gonna keep rolling. Where do we go? So I'm excited for Dom that he'll get the match. At Money in the Bank against Cody. That's a big spot. But obviously, this is eat a big L time for Dominic. Maybe it leads into something with him and Finn. Although, we see Finn and Seth really. Yeah, they're digging in now. They're digging in. Finn and Priest. Yeah, and there's a Finn and Priest thing. Yeah. They had the. I think it's just a a placeholder. He's in the placeholder spot. Yeah. 
But it's a good placeholder to be in if you're dumb. Of course. He's going to be, I mean, could that be main event? Oh, Seth, Seth Finn will be main event? Yeah. Or whatever. Like Seth Finn, Seth Finn's going to close the show. Or one of the ladder matches, right? It they could be the Jobert in the bank. So, <laughs> Dip just called it the Jobert in the bank match. Uh, let's go over that list real quick. SGG, are you surprised at all with the uh, entrance we have so far in Money in the Bank? Not so far. It's that's it. The field is set. Oh, it's done. So the women, the women, the women have one more spot left to fill. Yeah, they have but one the TBD. Men, so the yeah, men is the men, men, Ricochet, men is Ricochet, right? L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, and Damian Priest. Uh, Dip jokingly called it Joe Bear in the Bank. I think there is no denying that the men's ladder match this year is different than it has been in recent years, where it really becomes sort of the A guys in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. This reminds me more it's back to of, the the, of the early days WrestleMania Money in yeah. the Bank ladder match, where it's the opportunity for one person to leave the mid-card. Who's, who's in it? All right, one more time. Here we go. It is Ricochet. No. Shinsuke. No. LA Knight. Maybe. Santos. No. Butch. No. Damien. Probably. <laughs> I think, by the way, SG, I think he nailed it. I think that, I think we basically I think he's told not him. Given, right I think he's not giving Santos enough credit. And Shinsuke Dude. is a left field. What are you talking Santos? about? Santos Escobar yes. is going to win Santos the money Escobar. in the bank? Yes. I'll bet you. I think so. How much, I wouldn't be surprised. How much do we want to bet on? You, he doesn't want to bet. He's, yeah, I bet you $100. You're going to bet. SG. You're betting $100, 100 on Santos. Sa- now, okay. now, real quick, hold on. Done. If he bets $100, though, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be the arbiter here. You have to give him odds. No. No. It, well, he, it's clearly an underdog. He's he's making an underdog pick. There's no way. I can't believe you just cost me $100. I'm sorry. I'm not, the bet has to be fair. Because if San, if you guys bet $100 even, if Santos wins, SGG should win 300 If he doesn't win, you should win 100 You know what I'm saying? I like well, that. I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> so you think Coward. he could win? Nope. He does. He does. Think he- so you're, you're both of you are, are you're you're not really sure. Then I'm sure. I'm sure. You're sure he's gonna win. No, no, I'm not sure he's gonna win. Like I think he's. <laughs> I think you guys aren't giving him enough of a shot, right? Like that's the thing. Because he said and Shinsuke also. A, Shinsuke is a is a guy who they don't. It's over. They for know Shinsuke, could buddy. operate at that main event level, right? I don't know. Oh my god! I don't know that it's it's. I wonder sometimes out the what realm he for, wakes up one day. The only person I think that I it's completely out the realm for is Butch because he's in a faction that he they like a solid Wait, faction. You think, you think Ricochet has a shot also? Yeah, because he could win it and then they then fail his cash in. Like that's not outside of the realm. It's not but, guaranteed well, I, that they don't trust do Ricochet um, to speak on the mic, dude. He's not. But good also, at it. like we he's assume never, that they're going to go right into the main event, right? Like last year, Austin Theory cashed in on the mid card title. Um, Otis has promised to cash in on a on a on a tag team title, even though he lost his briefcase at one point. So, like this idea that they're gonna come in and then go right to Roman or Seth, I don't think is for. I don't know about conclusion. I don't know about that, but the thing that I thought I was just establishing is by having it be this group of mid carders, the point would be for someone to really take a next step. Because yes, Theory did cash in in a weird way on a mid card title, mm-hmm. but there's no denying that Theory winning the briefcase completely elevated him. Right, but and also too. So right? who's that guy who's going to be completely elevated, regardless of what title they go after? I think this is an intercontinental cash. Yes, yes. Gunther. Thank you, Dip. I was going to say that. Like that next step doesn't have to be Roman okay. or Seth. Gunther just passed the one year mark. Um, 
one of four men to have held a title for more than one year in two different titles, excuse me, for more than one year in WWE. It's uh, Gunther, Roman, Savage, and Pedro Morales. He's a guy that a win over him after this run of dominance could establish establish you. Are we Whether doing the hundred hundred dollars Santos Escobar wins or loses? Okay. Do you guys want to do the better now? If if Dip's not going to give me odds, I'm out. Dip won't give you odds. But you, you cost me a hundred dollars. You owe me a hundred bucks. I, I do. I, I'll you, buy, you know what? I'll buy you sushi. <laughs> no, no, because Dip has to pick a winner too. Dip didn't just win a hundred dollars. Dip said Damian Priest. No, but I cost because he would. He is going to win because Santos Escobar is not going to win this match. Listen, if if I'm wrong, this will be great audio down the line because I am with Dip. I didn't even consider Santos. I my only people I'm considering would be it's L.A. Knight and Damian Priest. L.A. Knight, Damian Priest. Yet now, I don't I, think I, Damian Priest because Damian has that dissension with Finn and like Judgment Day is going to fuck it up for him somehow. Let's just be real. Probably, but 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 Damian Priest is clearly. The reason he's a reasonable pick is without getting too inside what the story could be, they're clearly making a push for Damian Priest to become a guy. Yes. That's happening. That's already happening. Right. But, uh, which I, is why he doesn't need the briefcase. Here's, here's the order. No, which is why in WWE thinking he'll get the briefcase. Here's, here's the order I would put it in. I would go LA Knight 1. What? Most likely. Yeah, I think so. LA Knight 1. Damian Priest 2. Um, Butch three, no way. Shinsuke four, three is Santos. Santos five, Ricochet six. That's what. That's my. That's I would my switch order. Santos and Butch. I think. I think Butch is five. Santos is three. Butch has no momentum right now. Dude. None. No momentum. No. But I. But 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 at least this. I've seen Butch have momentum before. Really. What in in NXT? Yeah, in NXT, and then even his character first even as Butch, got here, yeah, had when, conversation. When like Butch would were, be like on site, psycho, like attacking people backstage. People, I, I, people I, like I, I like Butch. No, but when he was psycho, Butch, there was a little momentum. It wasn't super momentum, but people actually cared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'll say this they too. do now. I think it's Damian. I was at Pre- a, I seen pe- I seen people um, swarm Butch in the street. With my two eyes. You saw a butch swarm? People. You've seen a butch swarm before? <laughs> I've seen a butch swarm before. It was at the, the Dallas Mania. He came out of a 7-Eleven. And I see wow. people. Never heard across, this story. You think you know someone. Rush across the street to you go never told us your butch swarm story? <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen this, this. Is like, this is like the equivalent of when Andrew Gunley, my old producer at the Michael K Show, randomly told me after four years that he played beach volleyball with Jay Z and Beyonce. <laughs> this is nothing like that. Butch is not. This is Jay-Z. like the. This is this is basically that story. You saw Butch leaving a Seven Eleven in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> some some people go to Dominican Republic with Jay Z and Beyonce. Some people see Butch at a Seven Eleven in Dallas. It's yeah. happened. All right, so dip. Your order would be. Go ahead. <laughs> I would say Damian Priest, L.A. Knight. Okay. Uh. Uh, you have Shinsuke. Ricochet, he does not give a shit about Santos and Butch. Shinsuke. I may be Santos third, and now that I'm really? thinking about really? it, I, I don't know. Did you see that? I, we both I'm have Santos I would, third. I wouldn't even if Santos Escobar walked down on 72nd Street and I bumped into him, I wouldn't even know what he looks like. I, I care that less. I mean, I don't have no. I don't even know what they. I don't even know what they really are have are not up to their potential. Yeah, identity wise, that's the part I would be confused about. Besides the LWO of it all, they have nothing going. What is the thing? Like, I I don't know. It's hard for me to picture SGG. Yeah, I could be wrong. You're obviously a big Santos believer. I don't even know. Yeah, listen. When when they were in NXT as Legato, I I was really, 
I messed with Santos and Cruz and uh, Joaquin. Like those are yeah, my. He's those, not. But I they're not that anymore. They're they barren. And then so. uh, I believe uh, Joaquin and Cruz del Toro they have a, a opportunity at the tag team title in that gauntlet on Friday. So you know, I don't. I don't, know I don't think it's like. a foregone conclusion that because you see LWO, it's an easy win for somebody. Because because think about this too. Zelina is in um, the women's Money in the Bank. Is it possible that LWO comes away with no. both briefcases? No. <laughs> See, you, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't I, think I, it's completely outside the realm. I, of course, like Zelina as a Money in the Bank winner. I think it'd be fun, but uh, it's Zel- out the realm. Zelina, no realm. Zelina, Becky, Zoe, Bailey, EO, and TBD. Dip. Uh, do you have? One, do you care to give any thoughts on the Zoe Stark promo last night? She's not ready for television. How about that? Does anything else need to be said? It was it, it was tough. It was tough. That was, I mean, you, you know what, what was really rough about Ashley? She's G? a good wrestler. She's cool. Oh, her look is awesome. Her she, looks she's, awesome. I, I think that the whole Trish her thing is something. But but mm-hmm. like she was right. It's like I, I bet all day they were telling her slow down, slow down. But she couldn't slow down. She was too nervous. It was a lot. It was it was not working for me. And I like her. It, it's, a, a, it's a no for me, dog. Did you just do it with one of those? Did. He as did. a as a performer, I, I I believe in her, and I think she could be dope. But I mean, she needs somebody to really work with her on how to you know on the on the presentation on the mic. That was really rough. Well, it seemed quick to get her out there now without Trish completely. Like what we're gonna. And it wasn't even like she was in the ring. She was like the like she. I mean, was, she wore a thank you Trish shirt, and they said that Trish was at a a, a photo shoot for a magazine cover. So, like, they reference Trish still, but I really hope they're not going to just try to, like, boom, it's now Zoe. There's no Trish. That, would, that to me, would be a really quick transition. Yeah. And I, I think the visual of her on the ladder was cool. Yeah, her, her, her sitting the there side. watching. Yeah, Maybe, but what, yeah, what should have just been that. Yeah. What about the, uh, <laughs> when she, she hip faked uh, Chelsea no, no, Green? She did, a, she did a fake, um, what is that called? She did like uh as you did you see that when they were walking down the ramp when Chelsea and like was, she fake came at her? Yeah, like and, she flinched and at her. The timing like was off. Yeah, she like threw her head forward at her to like scare her, but Chelsea wasn't facing her yet, so nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, that was an interesting <laughs> seg. Um all right, per, what I'll about I'll say per- this about the le- the women in the ladder match though. I mean, Becky and Zoe are clearly going to neutralize each other, right? Bailey and, Eo, Bailey and EO there's going to be some type of implosion there, like because only one of them can get the briefcase. I Possible, think just yeah. looking at the women, depending on who TBD is, it looks like a spot for Zelina to take the briefcase right here, just based on the names on the paper. Didn't she win before? Hasn't Zelina won ring. Money in the Bank? She was Queen of the Ring. Queen's Crown. Queen's Crown. Right. She right. was not a Money in the Bank winner. I, I would love Zelina to get. And you saw how like Zelina does big potential. You saw. People really galvanized behind her, not just Puerto Rican fans when she was in, in, in Puerto Rico, but like people love Zelina, man. She has a thing. By the way, did you see Zelina uh, getting into internet beef this last week? <laughs> no. With? It was, who was it? It was, uh, was it LA Knight? It was LA Knight. Yeah, I saw that. She, I watched oh, the clip. He was on she, the bump. She said, she said, she said what we were saying on the podcast last week to his face. Well, not to his face, to his face of Jay's. <laughs> he was there to hear it. It was virtual, right? It was, Well, no, no. I think she did it on social afterwards. Uh, were they he, on together? They or were was on it the, the same bump time? together. They oh, yeah. it was a back and forth? Because I read about it. It was an actual back and forth. 
Yeah, it seems like it was. I didn't see it. Um, it was no, it on says, the bump, it, but I saw like video. It clips says of- L.A. Knight was a guest on the bump, and he was happy to big himself up, taking shots at Zelina Vega and other members of the locker room. Responding to a fan who asked about her, uh, who asked her about Ellie Knight's comments on Twitter, Vega described him as an amalgamation of two WWE legends. Furthermore, she believes that he should concentrate on forging his own path to the top as opposed to worrying about other performers. She's I th- right. I think he needs to worry less about the gamers and nerds and worry more about trying to be himself, not the rock or stone cold light. He's probably pretty neat under all that. <laughs> he, I mean, well said, Zelina Vega. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying what needed to be said. Uh, <laughs> he's right. literally an amalgamation of both characters. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a walking amalgamation. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, let's get into a little Black Power rankings. On this Tuesday, June 13th, your Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings, SGG, I have a hunch of where you're going to go, but go ahead. I'm going to give it to uh, my guy, Cheap Heat alum, current NXT champion, uh, Carmelo Hayes and, and Trick Williams. It was it was just a little glimpse of their potential, but I like that they were highlighted on SmackDown. Um, that they came out with the title and that they got into it with Baron Corbin, hopped the rail, and showed that they weren't afraid to get into it. Um, now he's currently an NXT exclusive, so you got to tune in on Tuesday nights to see him. But um, I was happy to see him on Fox. I'm gonna give it to Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, Trinity, formerly Naomi who is now uh, fully impacting and impacting. I saw her doing um, some talk show circuit stuff last week, and I just think this is a really cool chapter. Listen, am I a a regular impact guy? No, at this point, I am not. Am I surprised that that was where she landed? Absolutely, and I'd be curious to know at some point why exactly that was the landing spot. But I really do respect her for taking control of her career and choosing to go to a place where it can really be about wrestling. I mean, that's frankly what the gig is there. Like, it may not be the most poppin' show in the world right now, um, but it is certainly a show with great talent um, and has always had a solid knockouts, you know, women's division. And uh just want to show love to uh, Trent. Dipperstein? I got to give it to Ricky Starks. Of course. Lo- of course he does. He yeah. loves Ricky what? Starks. <laughs> what did Ricky Starks do? I mean... His work with Jay White now and just everything he's up to is just—he's—is he has has Ricky Starks? Tell us what he's up to. Has Ricky Starks continued his post MJF? Like, do you feel the ascent has continued? No, no, no. But he he needs it. It's time for him to. You're ready to put strap the rocket to Ricky Starks? Yes. Well, maybe maybe it starts here with a you know you shouted him out, you highlight him on the Black Power rankings. Yeah, that that could this could be the moment that he's been waiting for in his career. This is the spark. Uh, let's hit a little bit, just a tad bit of mail. Calling out SGG for trying to outlawyer me. Hunter wrote us and said, Dear Chief Pete, still my favorite podcast, despite SGG going CM Punk on me to boost his <laughs> ratings after my email about Double or Nothing. <laughs> um, Pete, thank you so much for thoughtfully revisiting it with Spot on Takes. You were the ring running I needed to defend myself against SUG and his faction of WWE loyalists. 
Spot on takes uh, that were the exact same takes that I shared Tuesday, by the way. He, he said to Pete, you were right that the Anarchy in the Arena match was difficult for TV, but in my opinion, that's not detract from the chaos, creativity, and wrestling approved violence, which we do not get in WWE. Let's face it. AEW has better in-ring action, and WWE is, a far, is far superior with pretty much everything else, most notably storytelling. To SGG, we get it. You don't like AEW as much as WWE, which is fine, but there's room for us to enjoy it all. So don't put me down to raise your own flaccid defense. Oh, my God. I've did, I say he, did I say don't enjoy it? I just said he, Hunter wanted us to highlight things that he felt were exceptional, and we just didn't see it that way. He says That's SGG the- had a knee-jerk reaction. Um, because he is a brutish heel, SGG did not listen to the part of the email where Pete read the following, quote, almost every match on this card went far beyond the normal standards of wrestling. Almost every match. SGG latched on to what he thought I said, not what I actually said. He reduced me to a loudmouth AW Mark stereotype rather than listening to my sincere point. But what else do we expect from a lawyer? Yes, there were clunkers like the women's title match and sloppiness in the Wardlow match. As if those blemishes take away from the consistent hardcore quality of the pay-per-view. My email also detailed the best parts of the Jericho Cole program, which did not get enough appreciation. But SGG felt like derailing all that I put into it. I can't imagine his mindless posturing and ignoring of the facts would win over a jury. SGG, next time, listen more and talk less-ish. And... Roman Reigns' voice, acknowledge AEW. Obviously, these discussions make our wrestling community so fun, and I actually love listening to SUG. Y'all understand. I had to punch back with some help from Pete, and as always, Dip had my back first. L'chaim, Hunter, and Houston. He seems like a great guy. He's a a confirmed great emailer. Um, Let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Mail. Peter, I'm a big fan of you guys. I actually saw you guys live in New York when you had Mark Henry on. I remember you being so nice to me, so thank you. And congratulations on the wedding. I'm also getting married, um, but next year. Anyways, one of my fiance's bridesmaids wants us to keep her ex-girlfriend on the guest list, even though they broke up a couple of months ago. <sighs> Full disclosure, I never liked her ex, so it was a relief to find out there was a chance of her not being at our wedding. It made me feel good. Me and my fiance also agreed that we don't want her there, but the best friend slash bridesmaid really wants to keep her on the list. So my question is, how should we approach this? You should uh, listen. You know what you do? You keep her on. No. No. Hell no. Hey, let her come. No. You know, not, not, if you didn't like her and now they're not even together. You're yeah, telling me that you're, you're, there's every you like every person coming to the wedding? No. There aren't a few people you don't like? I, I can't speak for Pete, but I, I know I with me it's like. I don't think I have a don't like. I'm serious. I. Can you think of one? I don't think I have a don't like. I have a couple of don't knows. I have a couple of don't knows. A don't like as a plus one? Come on. Well, and, and is that what she means? Like as a plus one or she wants a separate invite? And why would you? Uh, here's I my, need more context. Is she trying to get back together right, with the person? Right. Is it, it, that's, okay, see so that. Yeah, see, that's that the conversation. Key. You go to them and bluntly say, are you getting back together or not? If you're getting back together and they're going to be your partner again, cool, no problem. Even though we're not huge fans, if that's what you want to say, do it. Do you? But if you're not back together or that's not in your imminent plans, sorry, we're not using a spot on someone who's not going to be in our life anymore. Because frankly, and also she's not going to be in our life anymore. The wedding is next year too, right? So like, let's say they do get back together this summer. They make it through they, the holidays and then they break up again. Something else happened, and now she's stuck on the guest list. She obviously peed. She bought. Well. It's way too early. I'll say this. You could say this. Frankly, if you guys end up getting back together, we'll invite her. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. But right now, nah. 
Nah, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so. Me. I wouldn't be so hard with the with the. If you if you end up getting back together, we can revisit the conversation. Ah, that, that, there you the go. Way there to go. go. But if they're together, how about this? How about this? If you're together at the time of the wedding, then okay. Yeah, but like not. Yes, I. I, I that's that's ridiculous. Male. Frosto writes us and says, "Greetings, Peter SGG, and the cause of much debate about wedding speech length dip." Um. Last week, you mentioned once you go cold cuts on a bagel, cream cheese is out. That's how I feel. I agree. Have you ever heard of the Miami staple, the Elena Ruth sandwich? No. No. It's a turkey, cream cheese, and jelly sandwich on Cuban bread, but I've adapted it to my NYC ways by eating it on an egg everything bagel, and it's delish. (laughs) I strongly urge you to consider trying this combo. Okay. Best of luck on your nuptials. Natalie's marrying a great guy. Big fan of yours on the K show, Frosto. I'm very particular about my turkey in general. I don't like a I don't like a like roasted turkey or turkey that seems gritty or it's like I need my turkey processed and and full of nitrates. Okay, <laughs> should, should the- I like lunch meat? Lunch meat turkey. The moment you have like like carved turkey on something i gag from that really yeah on a sandwich not wait wait. so even like the day after thanksgiving no no yeah, on a sandwich well that's different turkey i mean it's not but it is like so wait wait so what about when you go to that's a- chicken let's face it okay okay <laughs> turkey, turkey is chicken well, that at thanksgiving that's way, that's chicken is it lot, it's chicken or jace yeah it is pe- chicken to some people to some people it's chicken plus i don't knock so, those people and, well, to but some to me people it's chicken adjacent and to some people it's chicken adjacent they hate it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I th- my, my brother loves chicken hates turkey i don't eat yeah, turkey my mom is, i don't my like mom it is chicken adjacent-esque yeah like some people really don't like it. real quick though if you go to yeah. like uh the, the 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 wayfair over here mm-hmm. they have their deli section yeah and if they make turkey if you order a honey turkey they take out the big thing and they slice the turkey in cold cuts that is that not cold cut enough? No, that is good. But you know when you when sometimes you get a turkey sandwich and it's like that thick gritty turkey. Like yeah, I guess do you know I, what I'm talking about? That I find nauseating. But no, if I, it's like lunch meat thin sliced yeah, turkey yeah. from the thing from the you know God knows what's going on with, with that with that thing. slicing thing. I yeah, mean that is quite the oh, apparatus. Yeah. yeah, it's very dangerous. Try very, to think, I, just just try not to think about it. Yeah, it scares me to look at. But it I does will, scare me to look just, at it. So I'm going to say this right now. I don't love what the person just described. I would try it, but I am curious. I would, I would try it. Right, well. Cream cheese and say, jelly is good, but the turkey is what's throwing me off. Right, the turkey. That's the, but but here's the, the one like here's the one thing that's bringing me back to it could work. I love cranberry sauce on a post Thanksgiving turkey sandwich. Yeah, but you don't put cream cheese on there. I know, but I love cream cheese and jelly. So why wouldn't I like cream cheese and jelly with turkey as well? It's weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. I also don't eat chicken salad. I don't know if you ever. No, really? Yeah, I don't eat chicken salad. You love egg salad. Love it. Big egg salad guy. By the way, when Zach came over a couple of weeks ago with a single H and, and Amanda, and we got bagels from the bagel place, or as you know it, the bodega that sells bagels, mm-hmm. we <laughs> he ordered the egg salad that they got, and it was like a very loose egg salad. Oh, well, we can, uh, we can talk about egg salad. Should we, talk, should, we t- should we spend an entire Friday on egg salad? So... And 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 I didn't mind that it was super loose, though my preference is it's thicker. I don't like it super loose. I want it. When thick. when my mother was pregnant with me, mm-hmm. she ate a ton of egg salad. Okay, and so makes by the way that makes a lot of sense. And so my whole life I've been uh, I love egg salad. Um, you think it's because of the I do that. See, SGG, this is a guy who doesn't believe in energy. 
but he believes that because his mother was downing egg salad by the by the bucket. That's why he loves egg salad at 35 years old. I don't really believe 36. 36 years I, don't, old. I don't really I don't know if I believe it, but I but you but, love egg salad. So here's the thing. So Zach orders. This I don't egg like salad. finely chopped egg. I need I need at least some significant oh, no. chunks. Yes, and I want a, a mayo. I want it to be may- mayo also. Yeah, but this was like over, in my opinion, slightly overly mayoy, watery, a little watery. Yeah, that's. Not but good. particularly, here's what I hated about it: Zach, for some reason, had the bright idea. And don't get me wrong; we're all friends. I'm not. I'm no longer COVID scared or anything. But he just like sticks a fork in it and starts eating it and passing it. And I was like, no. dude, this is too runny and egg. Sal-. If it had been a very thick egg salad, then I'll take a bite of yours. Not a big deal. But this was like I could see saliva oh, running in the oh, God. and Lind- Linder it's saliva at, at that. Oh. As soon as I see drippage, it's all yours. <laughs> yeah, it was it was too much drippage. <laughs> um. Anyways, by the way, we got to give a big shout out to Miss Suku. Oh, who, you, I saw that. I saw that. I need the review. Miss Suku hooked us up at her at her new gig. I, don't, I won't give all the details in case I don't know how public she is about her situation. Um, but of course, uh, you may know her as the, the the reason that I got put on to the black announce table was through her. And I, she hasn't been on the podcast in some time, but that's her family, of course. And she took great care of us this weekend. Yeah, SGG, you got to come up. We got to go sometime. Yeah, no, for sure. By the way, Dip could do a ninety-minute review there too, if you're interested. He could, it could take hours. I mean, from the comfort of the chair to the taste of the water and everything in between. <laughs> Listen, um, I have oh, doubt. Now, before we before we go, real quick, I'm going to be a good partner, real quick. I don't know if Natalie's going to answer, but she made clear so many times she wanted to be on the podcast this week. I got to at least see if she answers. Let's see what she says. Let's see if she remembers her catchphrase. Ludwig Kaiser. That's how she would say it too. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, you think you know the peeps. She might be in the sauna. This is unfortunate, guys. She 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 has a catchphrase that she wants to work on. <laughs> Anyways, I tried. I was a great Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig. Should we hear it one more time before yeah, we, yeah, yeah. to close this thing out properly? I don't, I, this is so iconic. I'm, I'm upset from myself. That we have never... another drop going to be uh, net for next week. We'll, we'll, we'll surprise the people. Yeah, that's a great. By the way, I think I, I, I might be able to play that now, too, actually. No, should we just wait? Yeah, let's do it now. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, you lost it? It went to the end of the show. Forget uh, it. No Ludwig Kaiser. Let me see. Ludwig Kaiser. Let me see if this will play, though. Actually, tell me if you hear it. That's the cheap heat. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did. Can you believe that drop from the Sheiky Baby? I know. Let's hear it again. Are you kidding me? That's like legit one of the best, one of the best drops we've ever heard. Dip and I were watching him scream about things and yeah all of a sudden we heard this that's the cheap heat (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like he made it did a drop for us i know (laughs) anyways rest in peace shiki baby thanks to troy the goy everyone do us a favor uh take it easy enjoy yourselves yes this is the main event of the evening at this time i would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-mage.